everybody. Welcome into Real Fun Sports presented by Prince Frederick Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram. I'm Courtney Lachlan. Kelly Collis, how are we doing today? Tuesday, different day for us, but with Thanksgiving coming up, we still have some sports to talk about. We sure do, and we have got a great interview as well. Um, some stuff to talk about, even though our two favorite sports, hockey and baseball, it's kind of a weird time for both of those sports as um, some announcements are bubbling, but nothing's confirmed. So, But we were able to find some really cool things, especially with our friends up north in Canada, which always are endless in their hockey stories. <laughs> and so I have to admit that this show is um, my favorite because it is heavily hockey involved <laughs> with the couple sports stories that I found. Kelly, that means I'll give you a day to talk baseball um, Appreciate that. when there is some baseball. As Kelly said, we do have a really great interview coming up with a very powerful um, woman in sports, and that's Katie Donovan. We were so excited to talk to her. Um, and then a couple other news stories happening around sports. Um, this first one, Kelly, I am so excited about because I'm sure you were like me, loved playing with Barbie, right? Like, app, like Barbie was my jam that an American Girl doll. And when I saw this story, it made me so happy. Tim Hortons, obviously some fantastic coffee up in Canada, has partnered with Mattel to create a Canadian female hockey player, Barbie. They're actually featuring two female hockey players from the Canadian national team. Um, they were be they were actually supposed to be released in August and they kind of put pause on that because they wanted to make these dolls a little bit more diverse. And so the two women that are featured are uh, Marie Philippe Poulion, who is considered one of the most decorated women's hockey players of all time. And then Sarah Nurse, and she's a member of the Professional Women Hockey Players Association. Her cousin happens to play in the NHL for the Edmonton Oilers, and that's Darnell Nurse. And this is just such a great thing because not only is it just highlighting women in sports and Barbies, but the proceeds from these Barbie dolls are going to go help um, girls and women get into the game up in Canada. So a great cause and just a really great mission to put these females in this hockey gear with helmets and gloves and to show kind of everybody that, yes, women can be hockey players, too. I love this. I absolutely love this story. Although I will say this, Kelly, I have tried <laughs> so hard. And I know you're great at finding people on LinkedIn and getting a hold of people. I can't get one of these dolls. They're sold out everywhere, and I can't figure out a way to get one. And I know you don't do well when you can't get what you want, Locker. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I believe in you. We're going we're gonna to figure out how we can get one in your hands. Um, but I want to talk about, too, that we've talked about this a little bit with, with when Secret made their uh, donation to the PWHPA about big brands that are finally getting the message and investing in female sports. And it's just such a wide open landscape. It's sort of a storyline that you and I talk about all the time. So like Barbie, obviously natural for them to do this. I mean, they've done things with women in STEM and mm -hmm. astronauts, and they, you know, they're a big proponent of, of promoting um, strong women. So it's great to see this, but I don't know if I've ever seen a, a like a professional sports player be a Barbie. I don't think so either. And and I think I've seen like costumes. I know American Girl doll actually came out with like a hockey player costume, but nothing that was a person, right? It wasn't like, this is the Sarah Nurse Barbie doll. This is the Marie Philippe Poulion Barbie doll. Um, I think it's great. I The next thing is, is Dunkin' Donuts going to do one for the U.S. women's hockey team? Like who's, who's stepping up next? There are some Tim Hortons in the United States. I know this because my hus husband's from Buffalo. And when we go to Buffalo, we always go to Tim Hortons. There's several locations there. I'm sure there's some others uh, in, in Western and upstate New York. 
there it, are there are it, yeah it, there it, are it, it's it's you know it's a canada light it's it, they're connected <laughs> it's just it is really cute and i want to read this little quote that actually marie um philippe Poulion said she goes it's pretty awesome that little girls have the opportunity to see this barbie and know they can be anything they want to be it's something we have been telling the girls if you can see it you can believe it and i think barbie has been pretty fantastic about them for them to see us being part of the project and have barbie and hockey equipment it's fun to see so you can get those um, in Canada. I have heard that they're sold out at Tim Hortons. You can also get them on eBay, but beware because they are obviously upcharging them. Um, but they are still available and out there. And if anybody listening is listening in Canada or has access to try to find one, <laughs> that's what you for Christmas. Stocking <laughs> stuffer for Courtney. Uh, but great job. Great job, Mattel. Great job, um, Tim Hortons. Kelly, one of the, I mentioned that, yes, they're doing this for Canada, and I would love to see a women's national hockey player from the U.S. team be one of those Barbie dolls. Well, she's not a Barbie doll yet, but she did get named the player development coach of the Chicago Blackhawks, and that's Kendall Coyne Schofield. And for you, those of you that don't know her or are aware of her, um, she's a huge uh, advocate for women's hockey. She was on the U.S. hockey team when they won a gold medal. She participated in the All-Star game with the NHL. And so really big news that she joins the Blackhawks um, organization as the first ever female development coach. And she's been around the game for her entire life. Um, and so basically what she's going to be doing is developing relationships with the prospects from all over the world and using her hockey knowledge um, she'll be providing scouting reports, breaking down film, conducting virtual video sessions with the prospects um, that are on the ice in Illinois. And she is from Chicago, so it's, it's really passionate for her to go back to her roots. Um, and she's also going to be doing something called the Golden Coins as the youth hockey growth specialist, so to continue to help to grow the women's game in Chicago. So I know, Kelly, you and I spoke last week about women kind of breaking these barriers. There are a lot of headlines of women in sports, whether hockey or in baseball. And here's just another one of another woman that's now part of a professional men's organization um, serving as the first ever female coach in the Blackhawks organization. I mean, it is pretty exciting. And last week we were talking about the new general manager for the Marlins, who's the first female Asian American female at that as well. So it is kind of 2021 looks like it's going to be a great year to see some of these leaders um, in professional sports um, be women. It's, it's awesome. And, you know, a lot of people are trying to write these stories about why these particular women, what made what made them desirable to hire and uh, the GM and vice president of the Chicago Blackhawks obviously made a statement about hiring Kendall Coyne. And here's what he said as to his his perspective as to why traditionally women have not been represented in hockey departments. And he said, I don't think there was ever a, a conscious movement to deny women. At least that wasn't my experience. I also don't think there was much emphasis on seeking how they can help. Too much of the same is not really helpful. There's plenty of great former players and men who could contribute, but these women bring something different to the table, a different perspective, different experience, and that's why I think it's long overdue. So that's Stan Bowman, the VP and general manager of the Chicago Blackhawks. And just interesting note, this is the third woman now that they have working in their hockey operations department. So good for them. 
Yeah, something we don't really talk about, and I'd love to drill down into it. Um, you know, at another one of our shows, we talk about these women that obviously have overcome a lot, but it also does take the organization and the leadership in the organization, whether it's men or women, to kind of identify the value that these um, leaders can have to their organization and how it is different. It's unconventional at this point, but it, you know, it takes men to be a part of this movement as well. And so it's, it's really neat to hear men speak about that from that perspective, right? Different perspective. She's never played professional hockey, but she has a perspective that is probably very valuable to their team and um, might be the secret sauce. And she's been playing the game, participating herself, coaching the game. And I do think that's an interesting point that you bring up because we do see things differently, right? Women see the sports. We, we see the world differently. And so to have somebody like that to come into an organization does bring a different perspective. Um, so I think that's fantastic for the Chicago Blackhawks. That's now two females that have been hired in at least hockey in the last week. Um, Emily Engel Natsky was hired by the Washington Capitals organization last week as their video coach. And she'll be working with the Hershey Bears and she'll report there in a couple weeks. So very happy to see the NHL uh, making some moves in terms of bringing women into their sport. Yes, and which is why when I got a chance to sit on this panel a couple of weeks ago, which was all about women in sports, professional, um, it was about uh, corporations and companies that are being part of the women in, in professional sports and the trends that they're seeing. I was just so excited to sit on it. Um, and I got to meet this through this webinar, this amazing young woman, young, but she's younger than I am, but she's, she's an amazing woman that has had a long career in media and has sort of recently pivoted because she just loves data. She calls herself a global data storyteller. And she founded this nonprofit called She Is Sport to kind of tell the story and the data to help brands be part of women in professional sports. And she was so gracious to sit down with us a couple days ago and kind of share her knowledge and what she's seen as incredible trends happening all around the world, really. And she really talked about, Kelly, I know one of the things that we were so intrigued of hearing her perspective on is why was the WA WNBA so successful in having the viewership that they did? And so Katie Donovan in, an, in our interview, Kelly, talked about that and a lot of other things in sports. So here's Katie Donovan. So I am so, so excited about this and, and what women's sports has accomplished in an otherwise just abysmal year. Like, let's be real, like <laughs> everybody is so excited in six weeks when 2021 hits and we're all just going to go peace out 2020. <laughs> like, thanks, but no thanks. Um, yeah, women's sports like coming into this pandemic, I think, and I heard it firsthand from some of the women that I talked to in the industry, like people were worried. You know, their mm -hmm. women's sports has always had um, to struggle for their resources, to really fight, to show their worth, to show what they're made of, to be able to get the viewers. And while I have definitely seen that changing, I think going into something like this where everything was shutting down and there was a lot of unknown and a lot of risk that kind of lay ahead. And especially as we went into summer where that's the prime season for most professional women's sports. I think there was a lot of hesitation and there was a lot of worry. What I saw and what I almost expected 
to come out of, of women's sports and out of the leaders who exist in that arena is exactly what happened. Like women are agile. They are innovative, they are nimble, and because they've had to work with less for so many years, they know how to make it work for them. They know how to make those dollars stretch further and go further. They know how to make partnerships really shine and really bring them to light and highlight it in ways that engage fans in really, really productive ways. And maybe most importantly, for better or for worse, women's sports hasn't always been on broadcast television. So it has had to live and its fan base has come to expect it to live in the streaming ecosphere. So when we all went to this streaming only digital environment, women's sports fans are sitting there going, cool, what's changed? <laughs> like, we know exactly where to find you. We know exactly how to do this. Like we've been here for years. So it was a natural transition and it was a natural way for them to continue to grab their fan base, which meant that there was only upside potential. When you had CBS signing on with the NWSL, you've now, and we have the numbers now, almost a 500% increase in year-on-year -year viewership because they were given the right platform, because they were given the broadcast availability, and because CBS did a phenomenal job of really promoting them, of putting them front and center on both CBS All Access and on their main channels, of making it consistent viewership. You knew exactly when you could find them. They were consistently on the weekends, at 12.30, 1 o'clock, like that's when their, the viewership started. They were consistently showing the fans where and when you can find that sport. And they benefited from that. And they saw incredible numbers and increases. WNBA experienced some of the similar things, like their partnership with CBS, what they're doing with some of their, their digital engagement. All of this really saw the, this benefit and these increases. And they did it really nimbly and really in a way that, again, I think they benefited from all of the past work that they've been doing, but they were able to, to have a really strong performance this year amongst a lot of other down performances. I found myself watching a lot of tennis and I watched a lot of US Open and it kind of yeah. got me thinking about the differences between right now, men's and women's sports, right? The US Open and women's tennis they play shorter matches. Mm -hmm. uh, women's golf have a ladies' tee. Um, yeah. Women's hockey has no checking. And it, it kind of got me thinking about, are these adjustments or changes in the women's game hurting or helping the sport? Because they're entirely different games, right? Or do you think that women's sports are doing a good job in changing the game from the men's sport and helping to highlight their talents? It's, it's such a good question, and it's one that comes up so often what I will invite you both, what I will invite all of the listeners and the watchers to do uh, is to treat women's sports as its own product. Mm -hmm. It is its own game. So even though, and I'll use WNBA as a perfect example here, even though technically on the surface, that all looks like basketball, right? WNBA, NBA, it's all basketball, right? They've all got an orange ball and they're all dribbling. And they're, you know, all of the things are there. In reality, NBA is a superstar game. And, and we see this, like you see individual players who can make or break whether or not that team is able to win. Whereas WNBA is more reliant on the full team. Yes, right. you have some superstars, you have some kind of standouts. I mean, I will never dismiss a, a suburb 
bird meme, like ever, like <laughs> that is, she is the goat. But like you also, you have a real team aspect. There is a real fundamentals in the strategy that goes into that gameplay. And it's a very different game. And I personally watch it for very different reasons. Right. I get a lot of different experiential factors out of that gameplay than I do out of the NBA game. I think you see similar things in women's hockey, in even when you're looking at, at soccer, which again, it looks like a very similar sport on its surface level, but I think the fundamentals of what is happening in the women's game actually differentiated a lot. But so would you not say then that, so I'm watching tennis, right? And I, I see the men's game and they're playing, playing a best three out of five. And then I watch yeah. the women's and they're playing best two out of three. Do you not that, do you not think that that gives a different perception of female athletes versus men? I think I that's think my it, worry, right? Yeah, it's like, okay, yeah. then women aren't, they don't have the stamina. They don't have the endurance. They're not strong enough to play in a best three out of five. Right. But that, that assumption is coming from a place because you're putting male and men as the default comparison. They are the default. And so it's whatever compares to them. And for that matter, you're putting cis men as the default. So what you really have to do is look at this and say, men aren't necessarily the default mm -hmm. that we need to compare everybody to in order to justify how good or bad or talented or whatever somebody is. What you need to compare it on is the game itself. The game itself, the product itself that they are putting onto the court, the ice, the field, whatever it is, that should be the comparative model. And if somebody can compete in that particular game, then they're elite, then they are great, at, then they are talented, they're great at what they do in any sport. As soon as we start to use one particular type of person as that default, you're automatically gonna run into mm -hmm. issues. So much great stuff, Kelly, from Katie Donovan, the co-founder of She Is. And that's only a small portion of the interview and conversation that we had with her. To catch a full interview, you can head over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts and look for Real Fun Sports and look for the Katie Donovan interview. Um, because, Kelly, you and I probably could have sat there and talked for hours with her and picked her brain about women's sports. Yeah, a couple of things. I just First off, mind blown, right? Like, women's sports don't have to be compared to totally. men's sports like a dot like it's sitting right there in front of us um second thing i will tell you from a female to female she didn't know me at all i just happened to go on a webinar with her i friended her on linkedin i asked her if she wanted to come on the show she responded immediately we did a pre-interview the answer was always yes she was so gracious um, so I'm just so excited to see what she's doing because she's up to some really cool projects in 2021 around women's sports and she promised <laughs> that she'll stay in touch with us and keep us posted because she is really kind of on the front uh, side of, of, of looking at at women's professional sports, and which we know is going to be um, bigger. Every single year it gets a little bit bigger. And I thought one of the most interesting things from her, like I actually learned a lot, right, about mm. women's sports and I, you know, I even asked her that question about men's tennis and women's tennis and why are women only playing best two out of three and not three out of five and i never really looked at it that way and I, yeah. and maybe 
not that I'm part of the problem, but I kind of felt like I was because I'm like, well, that's meaning that women aren't good enough or they don't have enough stamina. But I think when you start looking at women's sports in a different lens, I think you can start to appreciate a it, the sport for what it is and appreciate it a lot more and stop comparing it yep. to men's sports. Um, so we definitely thank Katie Donovan for coming on and giving us all of her perspectives about professional women's sports. She also talked about, I know Kelly, we talked a lot about secret and the dream gap tour and professional women's hockey. So she gave us some insights about that and just a lot of interesting topics and perspectives on women's sports. A lot of women we're talking about lately, Kelly. I know. I love it. <laughs> That we got the Barbie doll. If you missed that, you can go check out on Apple Podcasts, Real Fun Sports. We talk about Tim Hortons and the Barbie doll. We talk about all the new female coaches that are being hired for sports teams. Um, so yes, yeah, so we'll have to keep on the lookout for any other news stories around women and sports and baseball. I don't know, Kelly. Well, baseball well, already has their schedule set, right? April first. Come on, locker. You gotta get <laughs> April first. That's home game. Yes, and it's <laughs> televised, right? I saw that. It is televised. It will be on ESPN. Okay. They're playing the Mets at seven p.m. Hopefully, you know, with the news of the vaccine, we'll have butts and seats at the stadium at Nats right. Park. But uh, um, we will be back in December. And happy Thanksgiving. Yes. Hope everybody has a wonderful Thanksgiving for the Americans. Canadians obviously had their Thanksgiving. In October. So happy American Thanksgiving to everybody. Thanks for joining Kelly and I. We hope you have a very happy and safe Thanksgiving. We'll see you guys in December. That's so crazy because there's no hockey. We'll make it work. <laughs> we'll make it work. Thanks, guys, for joining in, listening to Kelly and I talk some sports. Thanks for watching Real Fun Sports presented by Prince Frederick Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram. They bring excitement to Southern Maryland. Have a great week. We'll see you guys soon. At Prince Frederick Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, they always treat my family like family. And Prince Frederick Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram will do the same for you. They bring excitement to Southern Maryland. Welcoming cap superstars, baseball and football players. Popping up a beach party in their parking lot. They make the holidays bright for everyone and extra special for some with Toys for Tots. Now, Prince Frederick Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram brings Southern Maryland excitement to you. We've delivered as far as Massachusetts so far. Anywhere, anytime, we're open for delivery. We can pick your vehicle up, car will be repaired, brought back to the home, sanitized again, contact free. The biggest thing that everybody's thinking about is how can I be safe? How can I still get my vehicle? How can I choose a new vehicle? You know, we have everybody sitting at home. It's kind of fun to look at a new car. We're pre-owned. Visit Prince Frederick Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram at PrinceFrederickDodge.com or come see them on Route 4 South in the heart of Prince Frederick. And thanks to Crop Metcalf. Not sure your home's cooling system is going to make it through the rest of the season? Call Crop Metcalf today and ask about special installation and service financing plans, including six months of no payments on qualifying service calls. Visit CropMetcalf.com to schedule an appointment. Crop Metcalf, home of the five-star technician.